Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Bulldog fans everywhere. We'd like to welcome you back to the Hale State Shockwave, the home of right now Mississippi State football. Of course, that's what we're all talking about. What we think, what what we uh, wake up and think about, what we go to bed thinking about, and what we dream about at night is Mississippi yep, State football. Is that right, Gavin? So, uh, right now, um, we're going to do a post game episode for the University of Southern Mississippi, uh, or the game that we just played against the University of Southern Mississippi, the Golden Eagles. We are uh, going to just get right to it. We glad we waited, waited on doing this episode till tonight because there's been breaking news going on all day, you know, little things, uh, injury updates and uh, eligibility updates and stuff like that that you're all going to want to talk about that we're going to want to digest on the show tonight. But before that, we're just going to talk about what we saw um, at the game. Saturday, uh, Gavin and I was yes. able to attend, and uh, what we think could get better or worse, and uh, what we think the prognosis is for the future. Yep. Does that sound good to you, Gavin? Yeah. All right. So, ranked, made our first appearance of the season in the USA Today coaches poll. That is actually, actually not <laughs> my favorite of the two polls. Uh, only because. Coaches like coaches obviously know what they're talking about with football, but they can't yeah. watch the games, so they're just reading scores. That's true, and put uh polling. And also, Dan Mullen has a vote, and we, I figure he put us he, he voted us last place just because <laughs> you know I want to be resentful, <laughs> anyway. But uh, so we're not ranked in the AP poll, we are ranked in the coaches' poll. Um, I think, you know, looking at the first couple of drives in that game, um. You know, Southern Miss actually is a really, really good offensive team out of the uh, out of the uh, uh, Conference USA. Excuse me, I almost wanted to say Sun Belt. And they had a few a few productive drives early, but not or what drives that could have been productive but weren't. Um, you know, they suffered. Of course, they suffered a strip sack on missed the third drive goal. of the game and a miss a miss, <clears throat> a miss field goal early. But I think the defense looked better. But I think what everybody was impressed to see was. Tommy yeah. Stevens was just surgical in yeah. the first half. Would you? Uh, what did you see from Tommy? Look, I think you had a better vantage yeah, point was, than I did in the stadium. How did it look from really where you were? So I had a perfect view of the uh, early touchdown on the first drive that he threw to Osiris, and that ball was absolutely beautiful. I love. I just love the way it's been. You know, it's been a few years since we've had a quarterback that can put touch on the ball. And Tommy was showing off some touch, and he knew he knew I, where to put the ball in in every situation possible. He he, you know, there's a locate. Obviously, with passing, location is important. But you're right, velocity is just as important. You know, Nick had flashes of that last year. Um, I remember one throw to against Louisiana Tech to Kylan Hill at the front corner of the end zone. That was just one of that was yeah. one of the beautiful throws I've ever seen. Um, and that was a touch pass. But you know Nick would Nick would gun it about sixty miles an hour to uh, to guys running a four yard out and have it bounce yeah. off their hands a lot too. So I don't see that yeah. with Tommy. He knows exactly exa- like you're exactly right. Uh, has a good touch on the ball. You know, funny story. I told my friend sitting next to me. I said when we got the we got we were second and short from about the twenty, and I said it's time to take a shot. And she goes, Colton, I'm not drinking at this game. What do you mean? We do not have shots. And I was like, Audrey, no. I mean like. We're about to take a shot. I was, and then I said, "Look, the safeties are down. Are down close to the bot, uh, close to the line of scrimmage. Um, our Cyrus Mitchell's got one on one, and we're gonna go over the top. It's second and short. 
and she she didn't hit, she didn't understand what I meant. And then sure enough, we threw that touchdown. I said, I told you we're going to take a shot. And she goes, oh, that's what you meant. And I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I should be a coach because I called the play. I think that yeah. was pretty obvious. Uh, Southern Miss was daring Tommy Stevens to throw in, uh, in that first yeah, drive. They, and that they wasn't a good idea. Number seven was uh, out there. That's exactly right. And I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to be critical of Nick Fitzgerald, but I mean, if you want you want to prevent – this offense right now, with the way the quarterback and the receivers and running back and offensive line are looking, it's kind of weird. You still want to see what they do against SEC competition, but I'll tell you what, Kylan jumping over people and dragging people and running through people, that's going to pr- oh, translate yeah. to production against right anybody, at like least someone. Pick your poison. And Tommy hitting guys in stride on the money, perfect velocity on his passes, that's going to translate also. You know, I mean, you yeah. kind of get a little bit excited. Um. So – you know, another thing about Tommy's uh, game, though, he so he had one incompletion out of all of his snaps. He did have limited snaps, though. He had, he had his injury, which we'll get to that later. But his one mm-hmm. incompletion came after he got sacked two plays in a row. I'm assuming his shoulder was already hurting by that point, and he overthrew Gidry. It was out of bounds. I, I think he was he was getting just getting rid of the ball, but he he aggra- if it was hurting before he yeah. aggravated it on the throw. You saw him kind of uh oh like if if you saw the replay, he kind of uh was mis- like massaging it like uh oh, and then that's when he came out and didn't come back in. Yeah. And that was the only completion on the ball he was getting rid of. Only thing criticize I would criticize about Tommy is he is either and you have you would have to talk to Coach Moorhead or talk to him to see which problem it is. We know that in the Lafayette game on the strip sack that he allowed, uh, that he he admitted to not checking his own yeah. protection, um, and that being his failure. But against Southern, he's either do the exact same defensive back sacked him two two plays in a row. He is either just doing a bad job with the protections there, or he needs to have a better mental clock in his head or and this is probably not the case but you know the play call could be a bad play call for the defense that we see which is also up to Tommy because yeah. Tommy can change the play so that's something that you need to be concerned about because we're going to play some teams with some really really good defenses and good defensive backs um there's a guy called Grant Delpit that's going to play <laughs> in Davis Way Stadium this year barring injury uh I don't even want to talk about the teams uh the, the guys from 80 miles uh east of us that are going to be Coming into the stadium in a few couple yeah, months, all linebackers but uh, though, so oh yeah, that's all going to be on film that he's given up three sacks off a yeah. corner blitz in two games. So against you know comments you were saying some belt teams. So that's something that's got to have to be cleaned up. Other than that, dude, yeah. he just looks so good. Um, in fact, his QBR is eighty eight point one. I'm looking at it right now. I reckon the, the things that's bringing it down from a hundred is those two sacks because those were on him. Yep. So just moving on from Tommy, and I know we're, we'll still stay on the offense right here. But Kylan Hill, through two weeks, he is the leading rusher in uh, the Power Five conferences. And yes, we played Southern Miss and Louisiana, but we played Southern Miss. But Southern Miss has yeah. a great run defense for any league. They haven't. Southern Miss has not allowed. Just for, for y'all's information, Southern Miss has not had not allowed a hundred yard rusher in the previous fifteen yeah. games. They had played. So, going back to two yep. seasons so, ago. Kylan and, Hill is uh, the real deal. I figured Kylan would break that streak, and he did. He's he is definitely the real deal. And you don't 
The only concern that you have about Carlin Hill at this point is his health. That's exactly right. Um, he is a little bit injury prone, and I'm worried about how it'll affect his draft stock this year. But more, but you know that's that's we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. But that's an injury we can ill yeah. afford. Is Kyle, Kylan and Tommy? We can ill afford. I would actually think it'd be worse for Kylan Hill to be out than Tommy Stevens because now there's some updates that we'll get to later that could change that that affects all of this. There's a bunch of big updates that you you'll get to hear about at the end of the show. News that you <laughs> some things you might not be expecting. Um, so we'll hope that you'll stay uh, stay till the end. But Kylan Hill is, is crucial to this offense. They complement each other so well. When you've got an accurate passing game and you have to play straight up, you have to defend the width and length of the field because of the way that we uh, pass the ball around from sideline to sideline, especially down the middle. We're getting great passes uh, in between the hashes uh, for sure. That opens up things for Kylan Hill to feed and to feast and to just eat people, which in turn does – then they want maybe, okay, Kylan gets a few – 10-yard rushes in a row, let's stack the box. Well, we're just going to throw it over the top of you right again. And you just you just got to yep. pick your poison. And neither one – and both poisons are fatal, Gavin. I hate <laughs> to break it to people. At this uh, point, though, in terms of who's more important, you just got to look at the backups and say, would you rather have Garrett Schrader starting or Nick? Right now, I'm thinking Schrader. What I, that's the next thing I want to get to. These backups, they looked they look good. Um, Lee Witherspoon got his first action of his Bulldog career, got his first touchdown on a 22-yard uh, run. That was a great run. He actually he actually made a mistake on the once he got to the third level of the defense uh, with his just his vision, but but with his just speed and athleticism corrected, it was able to sprint to the end zone and scamper in uh, almost untouched. But uh, Garrett Schrader's arm talent looked good. So I didn't see it. Huh? I said I was actually headed to the student union at that time, and I I missed. Yeah, I I don't blame anybody for leaving that game a little bit early. Uh, Yeah, it was hot. It was was off. But um, if you miss Schrader's play, if you you know, for those of you that saw on TV or those of you that did stay the whole time, I I didn't. I I missed. I tell you what, I missed both interceptions. That's how late. That's about how late I stayed. I saw just about Mm. everything else. But uh. Garrett Schrader, he looked a little bit weird on his me- on you know sometimes his mesh point went on the on the zone read and stuff like that would be a little bit rushed and uh wouldn't give a lot of times for that play to develop to get the uh, give the de- uh, defenders a good look to where you can actually make a decision on whether to keep it or pull it. He also would I don't think he could check a protection at all. Uh, I think that's all got to be called from him or for, for him or Daryl Williams. And I don't I'm just the only reason I'm saying that is because he uh. I saw he looked. He would kind of look to the sideline when he when uh, the guy shifted over when a defense shifted. You know, from one side, you know, lineman will jump a gap. He just kind of be looking, and you know, those are things that are going to develop. But the uh, pocket awareness and getting to a second and third read and stuff like that that'll that will come. But his his athleticism and yeah. arm talent was there. He threw a beautiful ball to Stephen Gidry that Gidry lost in the sun. Yeah, Are you there for I that was one? there for that one. That one was heartbreaking. I that was, was I think it was I mean, like Cyrus though, wasn't it? Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, it was Osiris. It was absolutely Osiris. Yeah, I don't know why I, know. I said Gidry. Yeah, I said, you Gidry? said Gidry. I felt really bad for him, though, just because, you know, the people on TV, everybody in the stadium knew that it was the sun because, you know, we're there. We see it. But the people on TV are probably like, yeah. are you kidding me? This dude. I don't know. 
Yeah, you know, Gidry makes some of the easiest catches look really difficult, and some of the most difficult catches look really easy. Or yeah, Mitchell. you did, did it I do again. It again? <laughs> I, it's late, guys. I've had a long day. I I I, I got three <laughs> hours of sleep last night and woke up at eight and have not stopped. Uh, I just got back from campus when I got to campus at eight. So, or uh, anyway, it's it's t- for those of you that don't know, it's ten. It's ten. Almost yep. eleven o'clock right now. So anyway, but uh, no, so. Schrader looked good. His arm talent looked good. Lee Witherspoon looked good. Darrell Williams gets uh, our center uh, banged up a little bit in the first game, but t- totally healthy this week. What got offensive lineman of the week in the SEC. Um, our offensive line has looked outstanding and very, very deep the past the first couple of games. Now, they, they haven't seen the SEC defensive line. This is a line of scrimmage league, and that's, you know, obviously a different animal. But they <clears> – <throat> They are the third heaviest offensive line. We've had we've weighed up in the top five of or top ten of heaviest lines uh, a, a group lineman group the past few years. I know a couple of years ago we were number two. Uh, I think in two thousand seven. Yeah, I think so. Eight seventeen, we were number two. But um, I like the way that the, that that group's playing together, and again, how deep that they are, and uh, they're a little bit they've got a little bit banged up so far, but nothing too severe yeah. or serious. Um. Talk about defense just a little bit. You know, I don't want to talk too much about it because, again, it's, you know, there's some work to be done. They looked better this week. You got to play a conference game before you really start thinking about this. This week will be a better look at what the defense is going to do. We have a busted coverage that if Cam Dancer's in the game, probably doesn't happen. Cam Dancer goes out of the game on what I still to this day and for the rest of my life will think will look like a really, really cheap low hit. Running back's shoulder pads were below Cam Dancer's knees when he blocked him. For, uh, when Cam Dancer was coming yeah. on the corner blitz, he's playing that to Cam Dancer on that drive when the defense a little bit discombobulated. Um, they scored a touchdown and then a busted coverage. They scored a touchdown and that was their only points of the game. Um, we did create three turnovers and hold uh, their quarterback who had a seventy-three per- per- completion percentage last year. We held Jack Abraham to a QBR of thirty-seven point <laughs> seven. So. I like what we did there. We uh, forced three turnovers from them, a strip sack and two interceptions. Our defense has the second longest streak in the country uh, after Indiana of all teams of create of games in a row with a turnover created. We also had this tied for the first longest streak in the country of games in a row to opponents held under 30 points. So hmm. just some stats to throw at y'all. Those are some big time numbers, Gavin. I think I, oh, yeah. I don't know how you found that, but congratulations. I had Listen to this, guys. Memorized. I had that memorized. <laughs> I, that was off yep. the noggin. Off the cuff, as they say. Ad lib. That is not <laughs> in my notes. Um, Last thing I'll say before we get to just some uh, news and updates. The thing, You know, you play all the young, young players and a little bit concerned because Tommy and Kylan miss a few snaps, Tommy more than Kylan, and Cam miss a few snaps. You just wonder if the continuity and the chemistry and stuff get, has – you know, doesn't get built up as much. That's not as – does not – that is outweighed, though, by the development these young players are going to get. Lee Witherspoon got thrown out there and looks good. Um, let's see. He had seven carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, of course, one of – 22 of those yards all came on one play. Garrett Schrader looked good. He was seven for eleven for with seventy one yards. Um, he had a low QBR, but made some really really nice throws. Yep. Dedrick Thomas actually bad. had his mm-hmm. only career drop. On that was it. That was a bad drop. That his only career drop on a ball that was not placed perfectly. A little bit behind him, 
But Garrett Schrader scrambles to his right, makes a couple adjustments, improvises, uh, and then in the scramble jill, off his wrong foot, throws a, a really good ball, not a great ball, but a good ball to Dedrick Thomas for a first down that he drops, which, again, never happens. That, I think, was Garrett's best play of the day besides – and it, I think even including the good yeah. play to, to Mitchell, um, the ball that should have been caught. That's a – you know, if you think think about if those two plays are caught, Dedrick had room in front of him, and it would have been an 11-yard gain off the bat. You know, that could have been 15 or 16 yards – plus the 40-yard touchdown that he missed. You know, Garrett Schrader was 7-11 for 71 yards. He was two drops away from being 9-for-11 uh, yeah. with a touchdown and 120 yards. So, I mean, or not even – not even. I'd say he probably would have had 130, 140 sure. yards on those two plays. He could have gotten 20 and 50 just about on, uh, yeah. on those plays. I'm not sure exactly how long the drop touchdown was. I'm glad we scored off of that one anyway. Anyway, lots of young players played. Uh, Nathan Pickering and uh, your entire, your, you know, much highly touted freshman um, a defensive tackle got some snaps in. Dude, Tyler we, uh, Cameron Garner, a retro freshman, played receiver and caught some passes. No, Martin Tyler Williams. Emerson. Gardner? Tyler Williams was out there a ton. He got a strip. He recovered the fumble on the strip no, sack. Uh, you said Tyler Williams or Austin Williams? <laughs> Tyler Williams, man. We, I'm ty- we have a lot of athletes named Williams or William in Mississippi State. Morgan Williams, Aris Williams, like everybody. Um, it's hard to keep up with them. But uh, Tyler Williams was out there a ton. Cameron Gardner. Uh, Martin Emerson had his first career interception. Man, does the future look bright. A lot of people picked Martin Emerson to be the freshman of the year. I didn't, but uh, a lot of people did. And he's making a case for that already. He would be right now if he got he got an interception that we needed. You know, he got the first one. Um, C.J. Morgan also added a pick at the end from his uh, safety spot. But, you know, Witherspoon, uh, our defensive tackle young guys, um, Martin Emerson, Garrett Schrader. We, yep. You know, there's some athletes on this team for the, for the long-term future, which looks really, really good. All right, now moving on to just updates and news and – things that you need to know um yep tommy stevens is listed as day-to-day is that right still qb1 correct me if i ever get something wrong still qb1 on the depth chart if i had to pick right now yeah i'd say he misses zero to one games i i do not think he will miss more than one game I'm not saying he will miss even one, but I don't think he'll miss more than one, which is good. Moorhead doesn't usually say day to day and mean like out for extended periods. He he. So the thing about Moorhead is he's good with telling when there's an injury and who's hurt and what air the body is hurt, which Dan Mullen did not do. Dan Mullen was bad, did not give injuries till he absolutely had to. Um. But he does not tell does not and most coaches don't tell you the severity unless he unless unless it's something definite he has to. Yeah. You know, if somebody's out for the season or out for six weeks, you know, he'll tell us. But since he's not yeah. telling us of the severity, that's My normal when, he, when he's vague about never, it means it's not that bad. He never tells you what's wrong. He just says the general so, area. He's like, man, lower body. <laughs> Lower body, yeah, lower body day to day, upper body day to day, stuff that kind of stuff. Bumps and bruises. He did say that every single other player 
except for Darian Parker and Alan Love were healthy, like, like you know, fully fully in practice and everything like that. Yeah. Darian Parker is questionable for this week. That's board. starting guard on your offensive line. That's he did a, not play against Southern Miss any, either. Oh, no. Huh? That's exactly right. <laughs> Represent. I think half the half of our athletics department is from that area. Um, there is one guy from my hometown on the team. There is a bunch of guys from the community college I live yep. close to on the team. Kapai Lincoln Community College represent. That's the real last chance you. Uh, just so y'all know. Um, Alan Love, his waiver was denied. That is a transfer from Louisville. His waiver to play this, his appeal to play, he's already been denied a waiver once. His appeal to play for a medical hardship year um, was denied. We've talked about this before. He has a fam- family in Birmingham. And a family member that is that is sick or is going through something, and he transferred to Mississippi State to be closer to that family and still play in the SEC, uh, still play you know good football. You know he, he basically they he didn't want to have to go to UAB to play. Now, NCAA th- thought, said to him, "You probably should have went to UAB because Mississippi State's not that close to Birmingham. It's a lot closer than Louisville, Kentucky, but not that close." So they did not grant him the waiver um, to play. But it, he was walking around on a scooter uh, this weekend. He's hurt. Um, he's got a lower body injury that's going to have him out anyway. So even if he was granted eligibility, I don't think it was you know, he was going to get to contribute much. That's not something we did not we did, we did not expect him to get his eligibility. But it would have been great if he did because it would have added depth at the uh, defensive tackle position, which is where we are the thinnest. Um, that's all the injury updates. Like I said, Darian Parker's questionable. KT. The KT wasn't going to go out yet this week because they need to preserve his red shirt unless Tommy Stevens is hurt for an extended period of time. Yeah, I agree. Right? You you agree? Okay, so I would say that KT's probably QB two, except for the fact that uh he was going to, he's going to keep his red shirt unless Tommy's hurt. Now, Tommy was hurt. And they still went to Garrett Schrader. And Bieber's like, man, KT is QB3. What the heck? And then Garrett Schrader had his helmet pop off, and they put in a walk-on quarterback. They're like, oh, my gosh. Garrett, KT is not even QB4. Like, what on earth is going on? KT suffered a shoulder injury in practice and was also a little bit banged up. And they're not going to burn that red shirt. So there is multiple reasons for Keaton not to be in that game. Had we yeah. been behind and, and not think... been injured, he probably would have come in the game, I think. Uh and we was like, sorry, this will be one of your four, or you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to just burn your red shirt and play this season, if there had been a long term injury, or, or they're just gonna have to count it as one of those four games. But we were up, we were up fourteen to nothing and driving, or no, not yeah, we had the ball back when, uh, yeah, of course, when the decision to put KT in or not put him in would have been made. So, dude, I thought um, he was done. Kylan Hill is still listed as healthy. I bad. thought he was hurt. Dude, it, it, at first, he, when he was moving his leg around, I saw him on the field moving around. I was like, okay, he's moving around to get work yeah. to cramp out. And then he got yeah, up and started limping. And I was, like, oh, room, no. I was, I was and he limped to the locker room, and I was like, please don't be an ACL. I thought it was bad. It was reported at halftime. Well, but Brett, by Brett several McMurphy people wins clown of That it was a torn meniscus. <laughs> See, he's legit, so we'll have to get on that later. But uh, a couple trolls, people that just want clout, tweeted that he was hurt. 
uh, for a couple weeks. Somebody, I think, I don't know if it was a joke. Yeah. Somebody tweeted out. It was like a ra- the p- Twitter of a radio channel. The, the Twitter, and they said, Kylan Hill tore meniscus out twelve yeah. weeks. A, he didn't yeah. have torn meniscus. B, that's a two or two to four <laughs> week injury, not a twelve week injury. Who knows? So I yeah. was very confused. Yeah, that was he got flamed on Twitter. Whoever that was. So he's listed as healthy. That the key down the stretch is just if he just stays healthy. Offensive line is doing pretty all right. Building that cohesiveness. Colin Hill looks really good. Like you said, leading F, uh, Power 5 run, rusher. Let's just keep mm. this all out of control. I mean, in under control, not out of control. Now, the last update before we go, Kareem Walker. Let's refresh y'all's memory a little bit. Kareem Walker. 2016, class of 2016. No, yeah. he graduated with me. Class of 2017. I think it was 17, right? Right, yeah. Uh, no, he's from no. Michigan. <laughs> I, th- I want to say it was sixteen. Because did he redshirt? Uh, he's he's bumped. He lost a redshirt year. Yeah, he cannot. I know he can't redshirt. So that makes me feel like he's redshirted before. His first year, he went. It was the number five overall recruit in all of high school. Okay, in two thousand sixteen, I think. I think he redshirted, and then I know he's played a year at Michigan in two thousand seventeen. Did not get a lot of snaps at all. Transferred to junior college for 2018. Committed to Mississippi State and was going to come play here for two years. Big old bruising back. Didn't pan out at Michigan, but he's like, you know, third and two. Put him in there and he's going to lower his shoulder and uh, get behind his pads and just run you over. Talented guy. All summer they were like, he's going to, he's, you know, I'm coach. I'm going to finish my classes and get cleared and come. Gonna be here by July. Okay, can't hear by, by be can't be here by July. Gonna be here by fall camp. Can't be here in fall camp. And all of a sudden, we think he's not gonna come. And a lot of people were, and probably rightfully so, were questioning his will to get here and his work ethic in the classroom. Turns out that it was it was all just red tape that he had trouble getting through, and he did. He's actually been in Starkville for a couple of weeks now, and he was officially cleared to enroll in classes today. Which means if he's enrolled in classes, he can be a student athlete. And they'll have to. He'll have. He hasn't been practicing yet, so he'll have to start practicing. And he probably won't play this week or next week. But once he gets in the flow of things, that will be a a fourth running back for us to use, which is especially good because Nick Gibson was a little bit gimpy this weekend. He's fine. Lee Weatherspoon is a guy that they kind of want a red shirt. This is a big addition to the. Uh, this is a guy that could keep uh, Miles off of Kylan Hill's legs. Because look, I want Kylan to get forty carries and average ten yards a carry and and run for six hundred mm-hmm. yards every game. And that math doesn't work out. Don't don't check my math there. But I want to win football games more, and that relies on Kylan being healthy, very very much so. And yep. him being healthy could have a lot to do with how many, how uh, you know, five or ten less carries per game. If Kareem Walker can do that, I have nothing to add. All right, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> nothing to add. I do. Y'all, li- y'all like these short shows, don't you? I agree. I agree. Well, until next time, you know, we will have a show Friday. We did not get y'all a show last Friday. We are so sorry. We had a miscommunication about what time we were supposed to record. Gavin thought I meant 6 p.m. I meant 6 a.m. And I couldn't do it at p.m. And he wasn't ready to do it at a.m. And so um, that's on us. That will never happen again. I know that's unprofessional. And uh, yep. Not what you expect of us, and we apologize deeply, don't we, Gavin? Super sorry. 
um, that won't happen again. And we will all, like I said, before and after a game, we'll have a show. We'll do research on for every team before every game and give y'all all the information that you need to know about that team after the show. We'll tell you what we liked, what we didn't like, updates on injuries and stuff. We'll try to do it on Monday night so that we get all the injury updates. Uh, but this is how the format's going to go for 10 more games and hopefully yeah. a bowl game. Of course, we'll have to start talking about basketball pretty soon too. Y'all excited about that, I know. All right, but until next time, Best of luck to whatever you've got going on, whatever your endeavors are. Hope that those are profitable and pleasurable Amen. for you. As always, praise the Lord and go dogs and hail state.